I was playing golf and I was ready to confront her. And then the judge. Court ordered psychiatric evaluation. Court ordered psychiatric evaluation. Please. Demand court order psychiatric, please. And, uh, and I am presidential candidate 2024. Let's sue to get him disqualified. <clears throat> And, and, and pity me, I'm the victim, I'm the victim. The judge, Judge Lewis Kaplan, very smartly knew that's what Donald Trump was going to do. And that's why, as soon as the judge heard that, the judge said, okay, I'll give him till Sunday at 5. He can come back, take your time, and let me know if he wants to testify and file a motion. If he wants to testify before 5 p.m. Eastern on Sunday, and Donald Trump's lawyers didn't even file anything. They just let the deadline lapse. So what ended up happening in court today is closing. Low battery. Oh, shit. What, it's, what it sounds like, right? Opening statements are, here's what the evidence is going to show. Closing arguments is, this is what the evidence demonstrated. And you could actually argue. And on opening statements, you're not allowed to argue. Say this is what the evidence is going to show. And uh, E. Jean Carroll's lawyer, Roberta Kaplan, I thought just did uh, an incredible job. She did the first uh, portion of the closing argument. The way it works is plaintiff's lawyers go first, then the defendant's lawyer goes second, and then the plaintiff's lawyer can give a rebuttal. And Michael Ferreira, E. Jean Carroll's other lawyer, gave the rebuttal. And one of the messages that Roberta Kaplan, E. Jean Carroll's lawyer, said is that, look, one, Donald Trump didn't even have the dignity to show up. He, he was too scared to even be here. And Donald Trump lies about everything. And they even pointed out, remember that photo that Donald Trump uh, saw that it was actually E. Jean Carroll, but he thought it was Marla Maples? And then after he was told by Alina Habba, his lawyer, no, sorry for me to see. And Roberta Cowell, at or around 1996 when the incident happened. <clears throat> Um, the other women who Donald Trump did similar conduct to as well. Everybody. That they're all in a collusive plot, and they're all lying together. And the only person here who's ever told the truth is the person who literally lies about every single thing. Here, he doesn't even show up, and he's the one you have to believe is now telling the truth. That was the argument. That was made, and I think it was a very, very powerful one. And also pointing out that this is Donald Trump's M.O. Listen to what he said on the Access Hollywood tape. 
that this is how he grabs women by their genitals. This is what he did. All the other women he did it to in semi-public spaces, following the exact same plan that he engages in over and over again. And then he does what he does here. He lies and then attacks them. I thought it was such a powerful closing argument. Yeah, I, I love the line that Roberta Kaplan used in court. That's, once again, E. Jean Carroll's attorney, when she said, in a very real sense, Trump is a witness against himself. Trump knows what he did. And when you watch the tapes, I mean, that's how they use that video deposition. That video deposition ended up, at the end of the day, being Trump's testimony without him there to actually defend himself because he was too much of a coward to actually be there. So that video ended up being his own worst enemy at the actual trial. And just to kind of clarify the way these trials work, once again, this is a civil trial, so the reward would be monetary. Nobody is going to jail or prison for this because of the nature of this case. It does have to be a unanimous verdict by the jury, but unlike the criminal trial, it does not have to be beyond a reasonable doubt. Basically, it just has to be more likely than not this is what happened. Basically, if you think over, there's an over 51% chance that this sounds likely, then you must vote that way. And so the, and technically, kind of the 50 point oh 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 one. If it just the, the scales of justice just tilt just ever so slightly to one party who presented more evidence, that's mm -hmm. the party that prevails. And for everybody at home, it has to be a unanimous jury, though. It has to be 9 to 0. They use the preponderance of evidence standard, but it's a 9 to 0. Jordy. Ben, I got three questions specifically for you. Questions. Sorry, Brett. I know, so just pay attention, please. A, <laughs> you, did, you did a great job breaking down the closing argument. Is it rare that you get a rebuttal at the end, or is that commonplace, or is it just is it case by case? It is commonplace, and here, just to know what the rebuttal was by Michael Ferreira, because Joe Takapin is like, in this country we need to respect our legal system, and I know you may have strong feelings, but the truth matters. Respect our legal system. And Michael Ferreira, E. Jean Carroll's other lawyer who gave the rebuttal of rebuttals, are essentially in, in everywhere. You could waive your rebuttal, but why would you waive your rebuttal if you're if you're a plaintiff? Got it. And your rebuttal, you're supposed to kind of be on your feet and actually rebut and respond to what was said. And so E. Jean Carroll's lawyer said, really? Really? Joe Takapina just stood up here and talked to you about respect for our legal system when his own client did not have enough respect to come into court. Donald Trump did not have enough respect to look you in the eye and deny the accusations being made. And you should, you should conclude that had they brought him here, he would have hurt. Keep your eyes on the prize, America! Exclamation point. Our number one priority right now must be to disqualify them all with 14th Amendment for insurrection. Call DOJ now.
their case. Verbatim what he said in his rebuttal. Then question number two, what happens next? Cases with the jury. So what we'll probably see uh, is the jury will start deliberating on Tuesday. We'll probably see some questions being asked. Not the jury is able to ask the judge questions about can they see additional evidence? They may have a question about what the law is. Call DOJ 202-514-2000. Demand all the GOP traitors removed from office now. Tell them to read their constitution, no traitors. Sometimes you can glean how they're leaning based on the questions, although you don't want to re read too much into it. Um, but then they'll spend however much time they need uh, to reach a verdict. And ultimately, if they don't reach a verdict, then it's hung. Because remember, it's got to be 9 to 0. You'll start seeing after multiple, multiple days, finally they just may be hung and there isn't a, an outcome. Um, but, uh, you know, we will see. I don't yeah, think the yeah. jury will be out for more than two days. Mm. I, 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 I just, their, I, there's um, not that much evidence in this The value of the damage to his reputation is priceless. There are a couple more rape cases coming up. Ha ha ha. Actually, 29 of them. Actually, 29 of them. to sift through. It was about six days of testimony when, when it was all said and done. So, um, you know, that was kind of my question number three, which is also then tacky tacatina. How soon after the trial does Trump start throwing him under the bus? Well, we have to see what the outcome is. And it's obvious that E. Jean Carroll's lawyers certainly presented brushless. Crushed. Crushed them. The, the, the issue is, is you know, it is an anonymous jury as well, which is rare. Says there's a Trump specifically on the because jury, of Trump's Trump threats. We don't really know who's there. I I'm worried about one juror in particular who stated that he. I think that juror was sabotaged the whole thing. But the good news is there's another rape case. Trump juror
but great news, 29 more rape cases to go. Ha <laughs> ha. Ha ha. Listens to right-wing podcasts. Red flag, red flag, red flag. Which is a, which is a red flag, but said that he could be honest. Um, <laughs> but, you know, because again, it takes just one to make it a hung jury. Um, but, you know, we, we will see. Uh, ultimately, if Trump you were to actually weigh the, the evidence thing. and do the I said, I think the Trump juror will sabotage the whole thing. But great news, 29 more rape cases to go. Ha ha. Under and standard, E. Jean Carroll should definitely win. Um, yeah. The one thing that I just haven't seen their body language and that one juror, if that juror is not an alternate, causes me just mm. uh, a, a little bit of concern. I, yeah, I agree with you there. And, you know, it'll be interesting to see. It's, it's in the hands of the jury. If you look at just from a actual lawyering basis, the facts, everything that came out, it should be a slam dunk case here for E. Jean Carroll. All said and done. Should be a slam dunk case. But once again, it's all in the hands of the jury. One person could go the other way. And as we said in this episode, one of the issues right now is that we all have different opinions of the truth. And there is a truth that exists. But there are some people who just frankly don't believe in the truth. See, But I think any honest juror going on that jury should be able to weigh this out. Reading through Takapina's closing in, in the transcripts, his garbage out, which was from that information, and so I just thought that was like a honestly just a terrible argument. But you had um, you had Roberta Kaplan though in her closing. I noticed frequently praising Joe Tacchina and basically saying, "Listen, you know, I don't know if this is just like a sportsmanship kind of thing amongst lawyers in the courtroom, but saying, listen, you know, Trump's attorney, Mr. Tacchina, he did a really good job. He did really good lawyering, and he the way he emphasized his words, the way he presented his case, you know, he, he, he put up a strong, uh, you know, a strong front, but." If you listen to the actual words that he says, and you listen to the actual facts and the videos and all the evidence before you, you're seeing that. Interesting as well to see that sort of banter uh, between the attorneys. Evidence matters, and that is why MAGA Republicans so attack the court system. Do we have some of these posts that Donald Trump just made where he attacked special counsel Jack Smith and called him the special persecutor instead <laughs> of the special prosecutor? Um, let's read them. I, I don't have the images, but let's read them. Uh, yeah, it's funny. He called him the special persecutor and then said... It would be funny if he wasn't such a fascist. Fascistic prick. Went after Jack Smith and Jack Smith's <laughs> family again uh, because they hate evidence. They hate facts. They want to exist in a world where 
you can just spread innuendo and defame people and just cite random whistleblowers that don't really exist. Demand psychiatric evaluation for Trump. He will fail, smiley face, spectacularly, bigly, bigly, bigly. Just hope when the news cycle moves on to their next fake contrived controversy. You know, if the New York Post or Fox or OAN or Newsman Demand psychiatric evaluation for Trump. He will fail spectacularly, bigly. Publishes the false story. It will still be ingrained in the minds of Americans that something happened that didn't happen at all because the false that's all people read and so again Brett you asked at the outset so what do you do what you have to do is you have to reinvent the way media covers things and that's one of our lifelong goals right now here at the Midas Touch Network one of just a few other short updates the uh, Manhattan Supreme Court Justice, just so you're not confused, the Supreme Court in New York is their lower trial court. They just try to confuse everybody and make it more fun. The Court of Appeals is their highest court, but they call their trial court the Supreme Court uh, Judge. So Judge Juan Mershon, the judge presiding over the Manhattan District Attorney's criminal case uh, against Donald Trump on the 34 counts of falsification of business records entered a protective order uh, in that case and it's not he's not calling it a gag order because Donald Trump can still mm -hmm. criticize the case he just can't publish or talk about any of the information that has confidential designations that are produced um, also the names of uh, some of the lawyers and agents will be redacted as well. It says well. Trump left so Scotland and Ireland because he wasn't invited. <laughs> Somebody's comment, $100. Kaylee Rue. Because he wasn't invited to the coronation of King Charles III while worldwide leaders were headed for the weekend, in my opinion. Publish that material uh, to try to uh, engage in the stochastic terrorism that he did. So that protectable order was fucking prison. That's at the same time Donald Trump filed this really frivolous motion to try to get the Manhattan District Attorney criminal case removed to federal court. Um, already the Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg has uh, requested a hearing before the federal judge. Donald Trump was hoping he would draw that same judge who ruled in favor of Jim Jordan uh, in the other Alvin Bragg lawsuit, um, where Jim Jordan tried to interfere, or has been interfering with the ongoing criminal case and before that investigation, Trump was looking for his own Eileen Cannon, was hoping that this judge, that he would get that judge, and he didn't get her. He got, a, a, he got two other judges that are not going to look very kindly at this case, and as you see, the, the, the judge in Manhattan is like, okay, great, great that you filed that, but I'm moving along right here. And then I want to talk one more thing 
The judge is just totally like, okay, this is nonsense, judge. Let's move on. <laughs> I found this filing over the past uh, few days uh, that the Justice Department made in the Oath Keepers sentencing. Uh, it was an omnibus sentencing memo for multiple Oath Keepers who have been convicted. Just curious if any of those January 6th protesters who smeared their feces on the wall got charged for that. Who smeared feces on the wall? Were charged for that? Of either seditious conspiracy <laughs> or obstruction of official proceeding or, or both, but the most serious felony charges and the Department of Justice is asking for 25 years for Stuart Rhodes, the leader of the Oath Keepers, 17 plus years for a lot of the other individuals, but like serious sentences. And as you read the filing, you could basically replace the Oath Keepers for Donald Trump, and you can, like, it equally applies. The seditious conspiracy is what it sounds like, like it is a conspiracy. It could be an implied agreement to try to overthrow the government. And all of these Oath Keepers, and essentially all of the Proud Boys, remember the Proud Boys, four of them were just convicted of seditious conspiracy, all five were convicted of serious felonies. What has been their defense? Their defense has been Donald Trump told us to do it. So now <coughs> Jack Smith has dozens, dozens of co-conspirators who have all said in court filings that Donald Trump told them to do it. So for those who wanted Donald Trump to be charged before the other individuals, to me this is just another example about why if you want to build a case that is like appeal proof, if you spend all of this time going through with the jury and it was this Oath Keeper, and this Oath Keeper, and this Oath Keeper, and this Proud Boy, and that Proud Boy, and this person. And they all said Trump told them to do it. Not only that, but here's all the other evidence and all the other witnesses who have told you what Donald Trump did. I think that Jack Smith is gearing up to file a seditious conspiracy charge against Donald Trump as well as obstruction of official proceedings. I think it all points to that. And just take a look at this from the Department of Justice's sentencing memo as it relates to the Oath Keepers. These defendants were prepared to fight, not for their country, but against it. In their own words, they were willing to die in a guerrilla war to achieve their goal of halting the transfer of power uh, after the 2020 presidential election. On January 6, 2021, hundreds of rioters unlawfully entered the U.S. Capitol grounds in an effort to disrupt the joint session of Congress that was meeting to ensure the peaceful transfer of power after the election. Many rioters attacked and injured law enforcement officers sometimes with dangerous weapons. They terrified congressional staff and others on scene that day, many of whom fled for their safety, and they ransacked the historic building, vandalizing, Said, damaging, uh, and stealing <clears throat> Boot postmaster DeJoy and charged him and Trump 300K counts of felony mail theft ballots from 14 swing states. ...furniture and other property. Members of the House of Representatives and Senate, including the President of the Senate, Vice President Mike Pence, were forced to evacuate their chambers. And look, folks, th th this is just the, like, th like, these are the facts. And as, again, as I said, the theme of this episode, 
we should be able to objectively look at stuff like this. And, and again, it, it quoted it quoted statements from some of these oath keepers like Megs, who were, we aren't quitting, we are reloading. And then Rhodes wrote, Patriots entering their own capital to send a message to the traitors. Nothing compared to what's coming. And Meg's wife said, Mike Pence being the F word, and everyone went to the Capitol to stop the vote. Storm the Capitol by force. Um, you know, where you, you are the, Where are the treason and terrorism charges? As presidential candidate 2024, I demand the insurrectionists are charged and removed from office at once. Indictments now. I'll be like, this is, this is objectively bad. Like, let's have a serious conversation. And what do the MAGA Republicans do? They're like, you know what we should really do? Let's create a mixtape with these terrorists. And let's start singing songs with them. Like, let's create a choir. You know, how about we create a, a musical January band? 6th choir. And we should sing songs with <laughs> them. so disgusting. Like, like not and, then, and then see it. And they should be charged with aiding and abetting terrorists <laughs> by providing aid and comfort providing comfort in prison to the January 6th insurrectionists to the January 6th insurrectionists You deserve better than that, comma, America. Christopher Press. <laughs> Christopher Press. You somehow have to fucking like write that out. Okay. CNN is like, you know, let's invite these people on TV. Let's invite the ringleader of all this. Let's have a special. Let's not even have a special where it's us asking hard questions at him. Let's have a special of his supporters. Let's have a, let's have a special of other people like this in a town hall where people like this are going to ask him questions about why the election was stolen and how he's going to get back into power. Let's do that. Let's treat this as if it's just another side. Just another side of the story, I right? All, everyone deserves a voice, right? So what we I need wrote, to do is we need uh, to have a pro-democracy person. I wrote, they should be charged with aiding and abetting terrorists, providing comfort in prison to the January 6th insurrectionists. You deserve better than that, America. Hashtag Christopher Price. Kind of like a, we asked you to, it's kind of like a, well, yeah, it's literally a snapshot. Uh, history in the making. 
insurrections are bad. And on the other box, what we should have is somebody who says, actually, these people are patriots. These people are heroes. Because you know what? Somewhere in the middle is the truth. That's not how it works. That's not how it works. These people are, the are indictments? not patriots. <laughs> these people are terrorists. Where are the indictments? Question mark. Where are the indictments? Christopher Press. People are terrorists, and the embrace of these people by the Republican Party, by people like Donald Trump, by people That's like Marjorie Taylor Greene, has real-world consequences. They are emboldening these people. They are make they are calling these people to action. We are witnessing stochastic terrorism that is being stoked, quite frankly, by one of our major political parties, the Republican Party, and their propaganda media and their army of online influencers. They are stoking this terrorism. They are unleashing chaos in these terror cells across the country, and the end result is what we saw in Texas this weekend. It's all connected. The more they praise these people, the more they put these people on a pedestal, the more this is going to happen and is so damaging. And then they create, again, because they're not held accountable, they then create a conspiracy theory that, oh, this doesn't add up right here. How could this possibly be that they watch the Tim Pool podcast and they, they watch libs of TikTok and now they're engaged <laughs> in this conduct? Yeah, because that is what you are radicalizing them to do. It's mm -hmm. a fairly easy nexus. Let's talk about that. Let's have... Because justice matters. Well, your business, your employees oh, no. can create all kinds oh, no. of interesting situations, like getting complaints because someone on the team always smells horrible. <coughs> oh, ben, you better talk to Bambi. Let's go on and check <laughs> Brett, you know, I, I posted on my social media over uh, this weekend, and I just said, look, there's a com slash Midas. But yeah, just check out Shopify.com slash Midas. Um, just, just sign up. Um, it, it. It's easy it's to do. Just, just do it. Check out just Bambi. Check out Shopify. Did you, did you do? Did you like just randomly mock me there and just? No. Like, <laughs> I was pretty Jordy thought if he, Jordy thought if he snuck it in and in, in the first day, and not the second, that he would somehow forget about it. I don't even know what. I don't know what you're talking about. Jordy's just coming for blood tonight. I mean, this is a little ridiculous. First, first the shot at me, then the shot at you. Absolutely ruthless. But yeah, once again, if you want to check out these sponsors? They're always in the description in the podcast easy way to see them and all of our podcasts on the Midas Touch Network and you don't want to miss out on all the podcasts on the Midas Touch Network. We got some great new shows. Go on and check them out. Benjamin. Brett, you know, I, I posted on my social media over... Uh... You hurt his feelings, guys. You should say sorry. You should say sorry. And I just said, look, there's um, nothing in the United States Constitution that provides for just complete unregulated arms. And a lot of people responded, though, who were kind of the that. MAGA Republicans. You, you saw there, and, and it's all the same. And they, they like rewrite the Second Amendment to like what's not actually the Second Amendment. 
And, and what I'm saying is... You guys are just jealous because Ben is more handsome than... Hundred percent accurate. There is no provision in the United States Constitution that says everybody has the right to have any guns that they want at all times. That's simply not what's in the Constitution. But if you post something like that, they just go, "Shall not be infringed," and I go, "Yeah, now, now post the other stuff." And, (laughs) And and but but you know with these MAGA Republicans. The same way they kind of twist and torture some of the most basic things, like oh, like 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 the election, right? Oh, it's rigged. Da, da, da. They they try to come up with however they could parse it to try to falsely intellectualize something that's actually very basic, and, and, you know, as part of their conspiracy. And they go, well, actually, if you look at it, uh, the the comma suggest no. I mean, it's a very basic amendment, like. It, 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 it's very short, and it's the one that says regulation in it, okay? It says, a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. And there are other clauses in the United States Constitution that talks about how the federal government calls on the militia to put down insurrections. The militia are not insurrectionists who should be armed to overthrow the government, the government that calls the militia. And so, it's not complicated what I just said, right? This isn't, this doesn't require 80 page opinions by the Supreme Court to try to gaslight us into saying the sentence that I just read says something else. It's referring to a regulated militia. So, there's one way to read it, frankly. That Get out of here, fuckers! But I could see that being bad. But that's probably one way to read it. The other way to read it is simply to say that there should be regulations involved in this, and that upon the regulations, if they are necessary to the security of a free state, shall not be infringed. And the point, though, also about security of a free state, to me, is important language as well, because we're certainly not secure in a free state when any time we leave our homes or send our kids to school, we fear that we are going to be shot and killed in a mass shooting. So the easiest way to read this, frankly, is the exact opposite of how they read it. But let me accept for the sake of argument that, and, and, and as a matter of having a common sense conversation with people, that I could embrace a view of the Second Amendment that states that people have a right to carry weapons. And have a right to have guns. And as a Democrat, or as a pro-democracy person, or just as somebody who cares about humanity, I would say, can we come? Can we come up with a solution here that makes sense? Like, clearly, it doesn't make sense that the United States military has a massive handgun. That if you were to get the military version of the same type of weapon of war that any civilian can get, you know, the AR-15 version in the military, you have to pass tests, you have to follow a, a whole training book, you have to qualify, you have to go through a whole process right there, right? 
the, the civilian doesn't? The civilian just gets it and they can do whatever they want? Like, at that level, it just doesn't make sense, Arthur. So could we have a common sense conversation that for personal safety and protection, that there may be certain circumstances where you could have guns? Um, yeah, you know, should you have guns for hunting? Yeah. Should we encourage responsible gun ownership? I think everybody who I know who are gun owners, who I talk to, they don't want people who are irresponsible gun owners to have guns. They feel very comfortable in the same way a trucker feels Like, if you're driving trucks, and you know how hard that is, you don't want people, you don't want me driving a truck. You know, <laughs> you know you know that you can pass the truck test, right? If you care about it. So, if you care about having certain types of weapons too, why not just qualify for it and go through a modicum of process and procedure the same way there are for cars, the same way there are regulations in other areas to prove? Why can't we have that conversation? And then why can't we then say, okay, in school zones and these areas and all of these other things, you know, there should not be guns at all, and that there are just certain weapons of war that are meant for war. And that those are the types of weapons that shouldn't be proliferated. To me, there's a common sense conversation here that I am I can embrace where people have guns, but people use them responsibly. But there isn't a serious conversation like that. Instead, you know what happens in Texas, where anybody can just like essentially like walk around with AR-15s. You know, like, 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 with weapons of war, and you can't even, like, question them, you can't even, like, call people out. Like, you have these situations where it's so extreme that if you're watching this from other countries, you're like, what? Like, what? And, and frankly, it's not a both sides issue. So I saw, like, Piers Morgan posted, who, by the way, Piers Morgan, like, sucks up to all the MAGA Republicans. And he's like, why can't you come up with your common sense policy? It's because of the freaking people you hang out with. It's not both sides. You know, it, it, it's not as difficult as the breath. With that background and my own rant there on the Second Amendment, my own views right there, tell us what happened in Texas. Um, because uh, you, you can't have a common sense solution with these people. This is what happens. Well, yeah, I mean, I think by now, unfortunately, we all know the tragedy that unfolded in Texas. It was at an outlet mall, outlet mall in Allen, Texas, Saturday afternoon. There was a gunman with an AR-15 style rifle who killed eight people. It was the latest in a string of shootings that we have seen in Texas and across the country. Just all these senseless murders of innocent people. And it is really just so difficult, I think, for all of us. And it's just traumatizing a whole generation of Americans right now that we have to witness this on a daily basis. Honestly, we're experiencing basically, I think it's more than one mass shooting per day. And the gunman was uh, ID'd as a 33-year-old suspected neo-Nazi uh, sympathizer, uh, which is, I think, saying the least. I'll, I'll show you a little bit of his post. Honestly, I don't want to give this guy I don't even think you do the post. Yeah. I don't so, I'll, so I'll just tell you this about him. He is a neo-Nazi. He has many posts praising Hitler. He has just some of the most disgusting, most vile memes that you've ever seen. 
And coincidentally, a lot of these memes and a lot of the posts and a lot of the way that this person speaks happens to be a lot of the way that people on the right wing speak online. So I think, you know, they rushed immediately to make up this conspiracy theory about the guy. You know, they tried to shift the subject and say it was uh, immigration because the guy's name is Mauricio Garcia and tried to just deny the fact that someone named Mauricio Garcia could also be a neo-Nazi uh, or have white supremacist views when there are any, many cases of this. I mean, literally, we just spoke about the Oath Keepers before. We speak about the Proud Boys often on this show, and their leader was Enrique Tarrio. Uh We've spoken about Nick Fuentes before. Nick Fuentes, the white supremacist neo-Nazi who hung out with Kanye West and Donald Trump. Yes, no, other people... For dinner, Thanksgiving. Views. It's not just white people, although you're kind of telling on yourself once again by being like, no, we're the only racist out here. We're, we're the only ones. Um, but, you know, this guy also had a history of um, mental illness. This guy had a, a track record of making these comments on these. He was on, surprise, surprise, this Russian uh, social media network where he posted some of his most vile and unhinged stuff. I believe he actually served in the U.S. Army and was removed due to mental health concerns. But he was able to buy a gun in Texas at one of these private shows. It's being reported without any background check whatsoever. He got his guns, he got his weapons entirely legally. He was there in a tactical vest, armed with his uh, AR-15, and also had a handgun on him as well. And he was wearing a patch of a, a patch that said RWDS, which stands for Right Wing Death Squad. Like, he couldn't have been announcing who he was and what his beliefs were more. And that is the same sort of patch, once again, that we saw with the Proud Boys, with the Oath Keepers, they would also wear uh, similar patches. I think I do have a picture of one of the uh, Proud Boys wearing the patch. But you see, I mean, yeah, you don't need to yeah. But, you know, one of the more disturbing things is, you know, as if the horrific, disturbing, horrible images that we saw from this were um, the loss of life, the senseless bloodshed, if that weren't enough, the immediate reaction from the Republican Party, and I'm not just saying like from fringe conspiracy theorists, I'm saying from leaders in the Republican Party and their biggest megaphones on the internet and on, you know, probably not on the internet as well, immediately began spreading these conspiracy theories about the person. They continued to lie and confront with the evidence when shown that he had all these Nazi posts literally praising Nazis praising Hitler, praising people who worked with Hitler, praising people who set up against Hitler, like really sick and disgusting things that we should all be able to say, this is disgusting, this is abhorrent, this is wrong, and this has gone too far. They deny it and they just go, oh, this is an off, this is fake, fake, oh, no, it's fake, it's fake, no, this has got to be the CIA, the CIA's in on this, isn't it, isn't it? They go immediately to the conspiracy and then it gets amplified by big people in their movement, people like Marjorie Taylor Greene, people like other members in Congress, people like Elon Musk, who goes, oh, concerning, oh, yes, this is getting quite strange, isn't it? But they create a fake story in the first place. Then the data actually contradicts their story. Then they go, that's, that's not what I heard before. This must be an up. But he's just been lying the entire time. And it's impossible Sorry, to baby. have a rational, well-adjusted conversation with somebody if you can't even acknowledge the fact that...
And then if the large media network that I'm specifically kind of looking at CNN and some of these big publications out there, if they decide, you know what we need? We need to have the people to espouse these views. We need to have them on their R network to espouse their views to a wide audience. You know what? When we're 60 minutes. We need to have Marjorie Taylor Greene on here because she shares the same exact views as all of these killers. We need to hear her perspective. We need to get both sides. That is what's so toxic, and that is what we are all fighting back against. Not just the three of us on the screen here, but all of you. And we all need to realize that we all have a megaphone, whether you have zero followers online, a million followers online, whether you have one friend, whether you have a thousand friends out there, we all have our communities, we all have our networks, and we need to be spreading the truth just in a rational, fact-based way and pushing back against these lies. Because these lies are vicious, they have consequences, and I know you are sick of it. I know I'm sick of it. But this is really... And, and and you know what you could also say to people as well, you know what, you don't have to believe me when it comes to these issues of gun control, right? I know all the politicians out there are telling you, I know everybody out there is saying that everybody should have these unfettered access to weapons, whatever weapon you want. That's what the Second Amendment says, right? All these Republican politicians like Ben said, shall not be infringed, shall not be infringed. Well, you know what, let me show you this uh, liberal, pinko, radical, lefter, wolfer, wolfist person. I don't even know. I can't even talk about marijuana. I don't speak fascist verbs. <laughs> let, let, let me show you this wokester uh, by the name of Ronald Reagan. And, and let's get some of Ronald Reagan's thoughts on the Second Amendment. And if he thought there were any limitations to the kind of weaponry that citizens should have, okay? And I do not believe in taking away the right of the citizen to Okay, so there's radical lefty uh, Ronald Reagan, who, by the way, would be kicked out of the Republican Party in a heartbeat. They treat Reagan like they treat Romney today. They totally. That's exactly totally. how they would treat Reagan. But okay, so you see, okay, you think that uh, maybe Reagan was off that day or something. That couldn't be like the fact that conservatives had back in the day. Well, let me show you Chief Supreme Court Justice Warren Burgess. He was appointed by famed radical lefty worker Richard Nixon. Let me show you what the Chief Supreme Court Justice, conservative, had to say about the Second Amendment. If I were writing the Bill of Rights now, there wouldn't be any such thing as the Second Amendment. Which then? That's uh, a well-regulated militia being necessary for the defense of the state with people's rights to bear arms. This has been the subject of one of the greatest pieces of fraud. I repeat the word fraud on the American public by special interest groups that I have ever seen in my lifetime. Now just look at those words. There are only three lines for that amendment. A well-regulated militia. If the militia, which was going to be the state army, was going to be well-regulated, why shouldn't 16 and 17 and 18 or any other age persons be regulated in the use of arms? The way an automobile is regulated. Yeah, Marines. 
that is like Adrian Fontaine. And that shows you just how far, uh, you know, how far the discourse has really shifted to the right. And that's why they try to throw out all of their arguments to try to make them, right? They try to turn this into every other issue that affects They turn to immigration, they turn to mental health. By the way, while they strip funding for mental health programs in the billions of dollars, that's like the main thing that they target. They, they take away mental health funding when they go, it's too much of problem out there. By the way, I, of course we support mental health funding. We're the first people to go out and support mental health funding. And all healthcare funding. The Republicans are the ones that are trying to take it away. But anyway, I'm getting around my own point. Don't get even suckered into those arguments. Because it is about the guns. Stop letting them shift the discourse further and further to the right. Stop legitimizing that sort of rhetoric. Because all it does is it takes that center, as we talked about, it takes that center and it moves it more and more and more in that direction. And when you see those videos of Chief Justice, Chief Supreme Court Justice Warren Burger, when you see the video of Ronald Reagan, those massive videos we had on the show of Ronald Reagan, of George H. W. Bush, of George W. Bush, speaking about topics like immigration. You play those clips now for this Republican Party, and they, their heads would absolutely explode. But it just shows you how radicalized they have really become, and how just screwed up our discourse has become, and how for far too long the media networks have legitimized this latent shift to the right, and we need to hear continue to fight back, not with the left side of the issue or the democratic side of the issue, but with the true side of the issue. Lies are not other sides. Lies not good. Lies are lies, okay? Lies are lies. That's it. You guys are having an A-plus-plus show. I like to call it out when it's happening. I'm like the reverse of when someone's pitching a perfect game and I'm not supposed to say anything. I just want you guys, you guys are crushing it tonight. You know, I've, I've just had a lot of pent-up anger over the past few days, Jordy, because, you know, you just see the lies come in, and we can hit on the title 32 briefly, which is the U.S. is getting ready to lift the COVID-19 restrictions, and part of those COVID-19 restrictions was Title 42, which was first implemented under Trump in March 2020 at the beginning of the pandemic. Because the CDC basically said, we need to stop the flow of COVID, and if there are all these migrants coming in, it's going to spread too quickly, so we need to clamp down on immigration. That was the excuse that the CDC used, whether it was right or wrong. A lot of people think it was wrong, and a lot of people think it was used for nefarious purposes, but that was the justification for it at the time. So this is the most Republican thing ever, in my opinion. Republicans have spent months and months and months railing against the COVID emergency Every They blame Biden. We need to get rid of it. We need to lift the COVID emergency. We need to lift the COVID emergency. We need to lift the COVID emergency. Finally, Biden and the CDC agree. Okay, let's lift the COVID emergency. Uh, Republicans get their medal win. Democrats join them. Uh, Biden, you know, says, okay, COVID emergency over. And then, these cases, which have kind of been in the courts and stuff, Biden informs them, well, you know, as these cases proceed, the courts are actually blocking the lifting of Title 46 and Biden is trying to do it. Biden is saying, you know, when the emergency powers go away, we are going to lack the uh, justification for this Title 42 program because that was a COVID emergency power. 
and now all of a sudden the Republicans are like, wait, what? Like, wait, 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 wait. I, I, I'm, I'm confused now. I, I, I should look for COVID stuff, but not the, not the immigration stuff. Not realizing that. They're still realizing they're trying to push it. That these two things are inclusively linked together. So right now they're doing what they do as you approach any election. They're trying to create this massive immigration migrant crisis and caravan type You cannot go online or listen to any sort of rights when you're right now speak about them saying, there's an invasion, they're coming for you, they're coming for your families. And once again, we should have conversations about immigration policy. Like, this is an important issue, we should have a strong order, we should figure out the best way to handle it. But you cannot have an honest conversation with flat and you just see them lying non-stop to showing complete and total disregard for the truth. You saw uh, this post today floating around right in the media from Bernard Carrick, who is the former NYPD commissioner. This is a guy who was indicted, he's a felon, he was pardoned by Trump, and he shows this photo over here that you see on the screen of migrants coming into the United States, or purportedly uh, migrants coming into the United States, and saying, basically, there's an invasion. Look what Joe Biden is allowing. Only one problem, folks. This picture is from 2018. This picture was while Donald Trump was president. And this picture shows Honduran immigrants in Mexico adding to the U.S. while Donald Trump was president. And at the same time, you have people like Kevin McCarthy and the House Republicans trying to strip away funding from the border that's in Biden's budget. You have them trying to pass their bill, which actually cuts support at the border, which actually cuts border protection aid at the border. Also, they could just scream and blame the Democrats, blame Biden, because they don't actually care about fixing the issue. They only care about using it as a political football. So, once again, Political do we football. want the situation to be solved? Do we want it to be safe there? Do we want a system where people could enter this country, where people could get asylum easily, where people can become citizens easily? Yes, where there's safety at the border, where we have security. Yes, but we can't deal with this lies and the gaslighting, and we should not even humor these bad faith arguments that we see day in and day out, because there's no arguing with stuff like that. And it's more than just lies, because the Republicans under President Biden have actually gone out of their way to basically become economic, like, terrorists, like, in their conduct. I mean, do you remember yeah. where they affirmatively exactly. tried to manufacture these protests on the Canadian border? And people like Ted Cruz and these other MAGA Republicans were cheering it on to try to affirmatively derail commerce so that we couldn't make a robust economic recovery because they viewed harming the country as a political win. All of Greg Abbott's policies as well, where he engages in these performative inspections that he doesn't even have jurisdiction over, which basically is like, okay, let's just like look at the tire pressure, but it actually has the effect of, you know, like, causing billions of dollars in economic damage of, of like, uh, commerce between, uh, you know, international commerce. And so, like, they're affirmatively trying to engage in these harmful, uh, in, in this actually cause injury to our country. You know, and then you hear these stories all the time, like, 
Devin Nunes, for example, he filed the lawsuit against uh, Esquire magazine and others, basically saying that he was defamed when they published an article about his family's Iowa dairy farm, where uh, Esquire magazine explained how a lot of the labor there, they alleged, was uh, from uh, undocumented workers that, that Devin Nunes's family used. And Devin Nunes sued him in a court, remember, a place where evidence matters, and in the discovery uh, proceedings, Esquire magazine said, okay, well, prove to us that they're documented, and, and, and should show us who your staff is. And of course, like Nunes didn't show any sufficient evidence to support that at all, but just the bluster and bravado, and the court found, oh, it was a substantially true article that Devin Nunes was utilizing the documents. Um, who's one of the number one kind of MAGA Republicans who rail against it. And, and it's this utter hypocrisy, you know, and it's, it's, it's just lie after lie after lie, a mountain of lie, a mountain of hypocrisy. And in all of the discussions that we've had today, it, the, the ultimate issue is, is that when it comes to this new version of MAGA Republicans, this Trumpian version of what the Republican Party is. As we've said, these are not conservative. Do not give them the name conservative because there's nothing conservative about them. You can't have legitimate discussions, but what do you do? Like, I am open, very open, for a modern-day Democratic Party um, that is the pro-democracy party that welcomes former con people who are actually conservative. Come on in. Let's, let's, let's have those debates. Let's challenge each other for how we can make the country better. To all those people who are independents, come on in. Like, let's talk normal. Let's have these conversations. The people not affiliated with political parties, yes. Come on in. Let's, let's chat. To progressives, to liberals, let's, let's all have a conversation and let's figure it out and let's, it's going to be hard. But we got to find solutions to problems, and we're, you know, you're not going to get all that you want. Sometimes the other side isn't going to get all that they want. But we could at least try to come to rational conclusions that solve problems versus create the problems. And, again, you can't have the debate when these MAGA Republican family members, though, try to bait you into their debate of the fiction. You really can't even go there with them because they've got their whole alternative reality, and frankly, it, it, that's not the conversation that is the productive one. The productive conversation is actually to people who are principled. Speak to the, the conservative, the real conservative. Speak to the people who are not affiliated with political parties. That's great if you're not for it. I, I get it. You know, I, I, I understand. But, like, let's support the pro-democracy side right now and again to the independent let, let's just have rational normal conversations with humanity with decency with compassion with intelligence with love like let's focus on that and let's focus on making things normal like let's focus on normalcy you know those are all very 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 important things so what you could do at home is help spread oh, that He's a hippie. To share these videos, to share our YouTube hippie channel, love. to make sure if you haven't subscribed to our YouTube no. channel, Magic hit the subscribe special. button right now. You will, bad love. 
if you want to join our Patreon, go to patreon.com slash Midas.com. I'm sure you smell the best among the pair of you. goes a long way to help. Uh, build this pro-democracy network become a member of our Patreon. We're putting up right now our honorary producers who join the honorary producer tier of our Patreon. But anything helps there. No pressure if you can. You can check out store.midastouch.com where we've got great pro-democracy gear, 100% union made, 100% made in the United States. And, you know, look, this is... Okay. Welcome and back to Mikasa.